This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Happy New Year, friend. I hope you brought in the new year with a smile and hopefully a sense of hope for the new chapter of the next 365 days that you have ahead of you. And that's kind of how I look at the New Year's time and, you know, looking at it as just a time of renewal, regrowth, uh, and a time of just growth period. Now, I will say, in full disclosure, you might also have (laughs) the feeling of dread, you know, and like a sense of dread. Whatever you're feeling, whether it's hopeful or slight dread, acknowledge it, honor it. And let's also, however, work to think of a way to make it more positive or optimistic because your mindset is everything. And this is not me trying to be, you know, full of toxic positivity or anything like that. It's just me trying to reinforce the idea that truly how you think of something and your perspective of the said thing, whether it's New Year's or any type of goals or resolutions that you might have or don't have, your mindset is everything. And that can change your perspective endlessly. Okay. If you think that you suck at something, guess what? Yeah, you're probably going to suck at something. Case in point, if you're a mountain biker or a gravel cyclist, and maybe you think that you suck at climbing, which I think is a very common thing that I hear from folks day in and day out, especially when they hop on the chemistry calls with me to to see if we're a good fit for coaching client and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, if you think that you're you're shitty or you suck at, at climbing, guess what? You are. You're going to. And you're going to have a more difficult time getting out of that because you're not necessarily having that growth mindset. Instead, you're having this fixed mindset that you can't change it. You can't change your ability to climb. And I'm here to tell you that that hopefully, I, you know, with a shift in mindset and some of these pointers that I'm going to tell you about in today's episode, I think that you will find that you're going to give a lot more effort to the year ahead of you. You're going to feel a lot more hopeful for the year ahead of you. Whether you're injured, you've been sick lately, you've had just maybe a just a shitty year in general. I don't know, you know? If you're on that end of the spectrum, hopefully some of these tips and ideas in today's episode can can help you shift that mindset around just a little bit more. Now, I personally, I love this time of year. I, like I said earlier, I look at it as a hopeful time of year and I think of it kind of like a fresh beginning, you know, a tabula rosa, a clean slate. You, emphasis on the word you, get to dictate what you want to do with the year ahead. I mean, this is all, this is all for you. This is your chapter that you can write in this book of life. All right. Now, that can be equally exciting and nerve-wracking to think about, of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that. You know, when you think you have a whole year ahead of you and you have all these external expectations, right? Well, screw that. Don't worry about the external expectations. This episode is going to be about what you want, not what your parents want or your significant other wants or your 
partner in life or your best friend wants. It's what you want. I want you to start to kind of tap in and listen to what you want. And the point of today's episode is to help make it, help make the new year trend more on the exciting and hopeful side of things for you. All right. You ready? I know I'm ready. Okay. First thing, first thing first, you have to reflect. The first thing to do is reflect, reflect on the year that you've had and ask yourself the hard questions like, you know, how does where you are today compare to where you want to be? You know, um, what do you wish you did? What could you have done differently? What would you change? What would you keep the same? Now, generally speaking, I like to look at things through the lenses of my energy, work, and love. Energy, and I'll go ahead and explain these things because I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, right? So energy, this is what makes you feel zesty. <laughs> uh, I love that word, zest. It, it's a word that you say that you can actually like feel. You can feel what it means, you know? You know those days when you're, you're zesty and you feel at your best because you have zest and didn't even mean to rhyme. But you, you feel well rested. You feel ready to train. You feel ready to work. You feel ready to do the things that you want to do that day or the things that you might even feel obligated to do. But energy is what makes you feel zesty every day. You know, what, what gives you great energy to set out on your mission for the day and maybe even your life's mission? How do you want to show up to your day? You know, what do you do to make you feel your best energetic and zesty self. All right. So that's energy. It's literally what brings you energy. Like what are the things that you do in your life that bring you energy, bring you joy, make you feel good after you do them? Think about that. All right. So that's an energy bucket. The next bucket is work. How do you want to show up for your work or your life's mission? Especially if you're retired or things like that. Great. How are you living out your, your twilight years? <laughs> your, I don't even want to call them twilight years. It sounds so dark. Um, but you know, how do you want to live out the rest of your life? And how does this look for you? How does it feel for you? The last bucket is love. Heart hands. <laughs> uh, this is how do you, how you wish to show up in your relationships in your life. These are love relationships, family relationships, if you have that, and friendships, and also your relationship with yourself too, to some degree, especially if you're not in a romantic relationship or, you know, you're asexual or something like that. Basically, you're thinking about the relationships that you have with the people that are important to you in your life, all right? These are the people you love to hang out with, your top five people that you have in your circle, and, and that's the third and final bucket. So we have energy, work, and love. So I like to look at things through these lenses, through these little buckets, okay? Now, whichever one of these buckets, I will go ahead and add on because you might not have, you might have realized that I didn't say anything about spirituality or religion or things like that. Now, I, you know, I, I was religious in earlier in my life, very religious actually, um, didn't really resonate with me, however, but maybe it resonates with you. However, I do consider myself a very spiritual being, okay? Now, whichever one of these buckets 
the three buckets, energy, work, and love, resonates for you, that's what you can include your spiritual or religious side of your life. For some of you, that might actually be your work that you do. Maybe you work for a spiritual organization or you do spiritual work or religious work. Great. Put it in that bucket. (laughs) Now for me, I include my spiritual life in my energy bucket because that's just what fuels me. You know, when I address my spiritual side through yoga, meditation, you know, breath work, things like that, those things add clarity and connection to my best energetic self. All right. Uh, I know it sounds kind of hippy dippy, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. I've been meditating for, I don't, I can't do the math in my head folks, but since I was about 15 ish, that's when I discovered it. I was about 15 years old, just had some anxiety. I was in a magnet program in high school, you know, insert nerd jokes here. And I found it in a theory of knowledge class. If you've heard me talk about this in in past episodes, I apologize. I'll make it brief. But meditation truly saved me. And it actually, like, honestly, quite honestly saved my life. And it's one of those things that I'm always going to be super grateful for, having discovered and having had it cross my path at such a young age. So it's important to me. And that side of my spirituality is incredibly important to me. So I stick it in the energy bucket because it, it makes me zesty. <laughs> now, uh, looking at these three buckets, energy, work, and love, are there things that maybe weighed you down or prevented you from being your best self? You know, what's, what's the gap between where you want to be and where you currently are? Now identify these gaps and then and call them out. You know, maybe even write them down to go one step further because hey, what's what gets written gets done and gets identified and gets gets clarity to it, okay? Now, second part here, after reflecting is to ask yourself how you can improve that gap that you just identified. So, you know, the next step is to reflect and identify things that you did well. And you want to keep going too. You want to celebrate the hell out of those things. So while you're identifying gaps, I also want, and I suggest you identify things that really worked well for you and celebrate these things. We can't always be in this mode of seeking out the things that maybe we're doing quote unquote wrong or not perfect or, you know, insert those, those extreme ways of thinking. You need to identify the things that you're doing well and celebrate them because the more that you identify these things and the more that you celebrate these things, the more you're going to be continuing to do those things, even if it's something that you do naturally. Like for me, I do my breath work naturally and I do meal prep naturally. These are things I do on autopilot. I don't have to think about these things. And let me tell you, the meal prep thing, that took some time. (laughs) That took some practice. But once I did it, man, within a few months, I was rock solid. And it also helps that I have a partner who is a fantastic griller, total master grill chef here. But it also helps that, you know, I took the time and I got uncomfortable doing that for a few months. And then it became so natural. I don't even have to think about it. I just think about what I feel like eating. You know, what do I feel like? What am I in the mood to eat? And it's fantastic. It can happen for you, okay? Um, So yeah, celebrate your wins, but do identify the gaps and, you know, the areas that you feel like you can improve a little bit upon, okay? 
Now, I'll give you an example here of a win that I've had recently. And you've, you may have heard me talk about it a couple times. So in the past few months, I've improved my sleep exponentially, like upwards of 60 to 90 minutes, if not more, per night. Because before, I was getting about six hours, sometimes even less. And of course, I was a little cocky and thought, oh, I'm getting enough sleep. I feel, I feel pretty rested after I wake up. You know, I'm, I was in denial. Because then when I started to get really, really amazing sleep, I was like, oh, crap. Great, you know, and, and I am not a, a fantastic sleeper, all right? I have a brain cyst that's in the center of my brain. Don't worry, it's fine. Um, and it impacts my circadian rhythm, you know, so my melatonin, basically my melatonin production. So I'm just not going to be the best sleeper in the world, <laughs> okay? Just because of my physiology. It's kind of out of my control. Now, however, because even though I've, you know, kind of relinquished being out of control because of my, uh, my brain cyst, I, however, in the past couple of months, I've decided to really, really, really work on my bedtime routine and stress management tools and sleep much more soundly despite changes to my hormones since I am in my 40s. You know, I'm going to be 44 in 2023. So I want to keep that going. I want to keep those sleep habits going and and just solidify the living hell out of them. So I remind myself how I feel when I do those things that make my sleep more optimal, like the bedtime routine, you know, wind down time, no technology, no, you know, I, I do a digital sunset a couple hours before bed, or at least an hour before bed. Let's be real. <laughs> um, so I remind myself how I feel when I do those things that make my sleep more optimal. And I reinforce my work on my sleep by celebrating the hell out of those things. Okay. So hopefully that example kind of gives you an idea on how I reflected on what I did well this past year and what I want to continue doing. All right. So to recap, first reflect and identify what didn't go so well you know, and, and also what went well, but do identify the gaps, determine what you want to do differently and also celebrate the things that you did well. Okay. Now, man, I'm getting riled up here. Only 14 minutes in folks. Next, break down the things that you identify as gaps into a plan. P L A N boring A F but effective. The more you plan, the better the outcome. All right. The cool thing with planning doesn't really take much effort. It really doesn't. You know, say here, perfect example. Say you want to strength train more. Great. I am here for it. You know, as a strength coach, I am here for it, but plan for it. Don't just think that these things will magically happen. You have to plan for it to happen. So plan and choose what days you want to work out each week and put them in your calendar. Like literally put them in as a meeting with yourself in your calendar. If you don't get to that meeting at the exact time, guess what? It's not the end of the world. You're not going to melt. Instead, just get there. Just get get started on your workout, okay? <laughs> now, once you get them in the calendar, you get your planned workouts in the calendar, just start. Don't start with six either. So don't go from zero to hero. 
All right. Don't go from like, hey, I'm hardly even working out to, oh, let me just work out six days a week. Like that's not even, I have no idea where that voice came from either, but that's not feasible. Like that's not going to be an accomplishment for you. Okay. That's just going to kind of set you up for failure. All right. Potentially, potentially it's better. Start small. Like what is accessible for you? Great. Is it two to three workouts that week? Fantastic. Let's do that. Now, next, do the smallest thing that you can do to, to get that 1% better at your goal. For example, just work out for like 10 to 15 minutes for this particular example. All right. No need to get to the gym and do like 60 minutes. Just show up, change your clothes, show up and get warmed up and get, you know, your first little bit of, of workout in. All right. Now, if you do that for the week, then increase your workout time for the week ahead and, and keep building from there. So once you're successful, great, solidify it the next week, maybe add another five to 10, 15 minutes, whatever, whatever you're capable of doing, you know, and, and keep building from there. The point is to build on top of your wins, make, make your goals stupid, easy to accomplish, but also keep them challenging. So that way you keep progressing and growing. You, you need some sort of, some sort of rub, right? You need some sort of challenge because the more you're challenged, the more you're going to be like, F yeah, I did that, you know, and kind of brush the imaginary dirt off your shoulders, like boom, done. And you need to have it be easy, but you need to have it be challenging too. All right. So don't make it so, so easy. You know, that is one thing I do love about James Clare in Atomic Habits is he does talk about like, great, if you want to start flossing your teeth, just floss one tooth, you know, and just one tooth and stick it at that. Leave it at that. Well, I agree with that. I also, I also agree and think that you need to have some, you need to have a little bit more challenge. Like just do the damn thing. All right. If you're, you're already flossing one tooth then just freaking floss the rest of your teeth, you know, get some wins that way. So I think there's a little bit of a balance, but you know, I'm also not a behavioral researcher, <laughs> so don't hold me to it. But neither is James Clare. James Clare is not a behavioral researcher. He's just a journalist that puts together the research and interprets it really well for us to understand. All right. So again, break down the things that you identify as gaps into a plan. You need to have a plan. Now, this next step, man, this next step, this is the step that I see so often skipped altogether, all together. And this is why New Year's resolutions don't last. This is why goals, generally speaking, are not met. Every week, reflect back on your week and ask yourself how it went in regard to the gaps that you previously identified and, and, and the actions that you are currently taking in that plan. All right. So you already identified, you assessed, you figured out where the gaps are and your wins are, and you are putting together a plan for those goals, right? And you're breaking it down into those little habits that you're doing, you know, like that workout example. Great. You're putting it in the calendar and you're just showing up, you're changing your clothes. You're just showing up to your workout for 10 to 15 minutes. So you're doing a minimum and then you're progressing from there. All right. So you have set these behavioral goals for the outcome goal that you're striving for. So your outcome goal is to work out more <laughs> and just get to your workouts, right? Your behavioral goals 
However, that's where the magic is. And you've already identified that and you've already put together that plan for those behavior goals. But now you need to reflect on at least a weekly basis, sometimes even daily. I do it on the daily personally, and I also do it on the week. And you need to reflect back on that week or that day and ask yourself how it went in regard to those actions, those behavioral goals that you're putting together in that plan of yours. Is it working? If so, then guess what? You celebrate the hell out of it. You, you rejoice. You give yourself a high five. Give yourself a pat on the back. However, if it's not working, hey, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. And you, and you know, don't, don't just give up and, and throw your arms up and say, okay, well, it's, I'm done. You know, that's what happens to those resolutions that aren't met. All right. We're trying to avoid that. So don't do that. (laughs) Instead, pause, reflect, and ask yourself how you can make it work for the day or the week ahead of you. Right? Make small adjustments, make tiny shifts as you might, uh, to help you recover from any type of blips or speed bumps or anything like that that you might encounter and learn to make those massive waves because small shifts are those tiny pebbles that you throw in the lake that give the ripple effect and that just go out from there. All right. So if you haven't noticed yet, the theme of having a great 2023 and really any year is to reflect, assess, and make small changes or small shifts and to keep doing this until you get to your goal. All right. Now, in the process of reflecting and assessing, be sure, this is often skipped as well, be sure that your goals and the gaps that you identify ultimately line up with, with like who you want to be, who, who you are, what's your identity, you know, how do you identify, who are you, how do you show up in the world, are you... I don't know, a dedicated, disciplined, and energetic, or dare I say zesty, uh, zesty person, you know, or, or do you at least want to be that person? This identity that you have in mind of yourself needs to align with your life values, okay? I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but stick with me, folks. Now, some values that, you know, may align with how you identify include things like, uh, like honest, you know? Confident, uh, resilient, fun, committed, active, energized, zesty, uh, empathetic, compassionate, focused, grateful, genuine, authentic, action-oriented, vibrant, humorous, and the list goes on. You know, I, I think if you could just Google, like, values, like human values or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I have to look. You can find other ways to identify, okay, some some values that you might identify with. You know, for me, honesty is really big for me. Um, being empathetic and compassionate, two different things. Uh, you know, being very action-oriented and authentic are some major values of mine. So I'll also, let me go a step further here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop it all together here. So back to the point that I made earlier about the energy bucket, right? Energy, work, and love. In the energy bucket, I personally identify every day 
when I do like reflection and journaling as an energetic athlete. Okay. That's literally how I identify. Now my values are along with that are active, energized, and disciplined because there does take some discipline in continually showing up and not depending on motivation, which is a fleeting white rabbit. So therefore, because I identify as a, an energetic athlete and my values are active, energized, and disciplined, I want my gap filling actions to support these things. Okay. So for me, this includes things like, like, um, what did I, what did I do today (laughs) during my practice meditating? So I'm going to, you know, meditate for a few minutes every day. I'm going to do some form of breath work. Sometimes the meditation and breath work are hand in hand. Oftentimes the breath work I do when I work out though, too. Um, I'm going for at least one long walk soon after the sun rises. That was one thing that was on my list. And then working out or some sort of movement that's intentional. That's on always on my list. And then having a, a digital sunset before bed. So about 60 minutes at a minimum before bed. I'm not looking at my phone, not watching TV, you know, Netflix is off, which I know is tough. Uh, so no scrolling, nothing like that, but I am reading, you know, before bed or I'm connecting with my partner or something like that. Okay. So I, I'm having a digital sunset before bed because guess what? That helps me be energetic because I'm getting better sleep. Uh, and then last but not least, I, I always follow my new, my personal nutrition and hydration pro- protocol that works for me. Okay. So that's just an example. On looking at the energy bucket, how do I identify great energetic athlete? You know, what are some things, what are the actions, what are the daily behavioral, like the behavior actions, like the behavioral goals that I set for myself in order to make my ultimate goal of just being energetic athlete and showing up day in and day out for my, for my athletes. All right. Cause if I feel like shit, come on, like who the hell is going to want to hire a coach that is continually feeling like crap or feels the need that they have to work out three to four hours a day and like is kind of self-obsessed with their body and you know, that kind of thing. I personally don't like, I would not hire someone like that. And I want to be the person that people come to, you know, and they feel comfortable going to about things. Um, and that's just how I identify. It's important for me. Okay. So to reflect this back on you, cause that's what I'm here for. I'm here for you. How do you want to show up in life? What are your values that align with that? And what are the regular actions and and behavioral goals that you can take to align further with who you are and who you want to be? So reflect, (laughs) assess, commit, and show up as the person that you want to be day in and day out. Just know that you won't always have freaking unicorns and and colorful rainbows every single day. You know, life gets lifey. And this is just, this is why you adjust regularly and you continually reflect and assess on the daily and on the weekly so you can keep chasing those ultimate goals of yours. And the ultimate goal, whatever you might identify as, you know, like maybe it is to lose a few pounds or change your body composition or, you know, improve your performance on the bike or in your sport of choice, whatever that is, that's your goal. Get concrete about it. Sure. You know, like, Hey, I want to improve 
my time on this route, um, on my bike by like two minutes, you know, or I want to get, I want to get faster on this climb, um, by 30 seconds to a minute. Great. That's a very concrete goal. You have an outcome, you have a specific number, you have some sort of timestamp. So you want to do it like in the next six months. Great. You've identified the things. Now that's your ultimate goal. That's your end goal. That's your destination, if you will. Now you need to think about what are the the regular behaviors that you can do to improve on that? You know, what can you do to improve your strength and your power output? Great. Let me do two to three strength sessions, maybe in Treadstrong. (laughs) If you're in the Treadstrong program, high fives. I love you all. Um, But, you know, maybe you're doing two to three strength sessions in whatever strength programming you have, whether that's Treadstrong or not. Great. You're going to do that every week. You're going to um, do your climbing intervals or whatever bike intervals at least once a week. You're going to have like a long bike ride every week, at least 45 minutes to an hour long. Zone two, baby. Zone two. And hey, you got to go slow in order to go fast, okay? Um, that's a whole other podcast episode by, you know, topic, by the way. But, you know, you're identifying these behavioral goals that will help you improve that end goal, that outcome goal, all right? So don't make everything all about the outcome. Make it about your daily behaviors. This is why it's so important to reflect, assess, commit to those behavioral goals, and then show up as the person that you want to be. Day in, day out, it is possible. You just have to keep doing it and then reassessing and reflecting, reassessing, reflecting, readjusting, shifting. Okay? Okay. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about 2023. You know, do I have some anxiety behind it? Sure. I have anxiety around every time of year. So while I'm also hopeful, I'm also a little anxious. Like, oh, what does it hold? I don't know what the year holds. None of us knows what the year holds. And yeah, that can make us feel a little anxious, right? Especially if we're just more anxious humans. And that's fine. You can be both. That is the beautiful dichotomy of life. You can be both. You can be both excited and a little anxious and nervous, okay? Now, if you need accountability, then, hey, I'm I'm your gal. (laughs) But seriously, if you need an accountability buddy and some guidance along the way, then apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. We'll set up a free chemistry call to make sure that we're a great fit for your goals so you can crush 2023 and give it all you have. All right, friend, go out, reflect, assess, commit, and freaking show up. Make 2023 your best year yet because emphasis on the word yet. We have many more years ahead, all right? Hugs to you all, friends. Have a beautiful day, and again, Happy New Year.